and This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Jesus made it clear that in the days immediately leading up to his second coming, that men's hearts would fail them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth. On the other hand, there are many things that assault us daily, weekly, monthly, throughout our lives that can engender fear. Today we're going to talk about both of those, because we're going to talk about how to handle when fear knocks. Is fear knocking on your door, my friend? I would not be surprised if it were, because what I hear everywhere I go is people are afraid. Christians are afraid. What are they afraid of? Well, they're afraid of what they don't know. They're afraid of what they haven't seen. They're afraid of what they haven't heard or what they think they did hear. They're afraid everywhere. And that's why anxiety has become one of the principal identifications of our time. Even the secular magazines and newspapers have emblazoned across their headlines anxiety. Anxiety is a, what should we say, a mild form of uh, atheism or also a mild form of fear. But it's not that mild because it's causing us to have a drug-induced nation. All of those things bring to mind things that you have experienced or perhaps are experiencing even at this very moment. Most of us have experienced various situations that have tempted or tested us in the area of fear. At those times, we need a miracle. We feel like we need a breakthrough. We need something to come in and intervene and set matters right. Well, God is a God of miracles. He always has been and still is. The question is, are you his friend? Do you have the kind of relationship with him that would cause you to have standing before God to even call out to him for a miracle? All of that here today on Viewpoint, our special guest joining us, Tiz Huck with her book, Miracles of the Moment, She calls them daily steps to entering into God's promises, miracles, and unlimited blessings. Tiz, it's good to have you on the program. Thank you, Chuck. Great to be with you. Well, you uh, have been through many a ministry moment, and uh, (laughs) anybody who has been in ministry very long has gone through it. And uh, (laughs) I, I grew up in a pastor's home. My father was a pastor for 70 years. Okay. And uh, I also, even though I practiced law for 20 years, have been pastoring for 40. And so, yeah, I'm I'm almost as old as Methuselah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, we all have experienced various levels of testing and trials, and some of them are more severe than others. For instance, I remember... I remember the day when 
it came to my attention through a set of circumstances that a trusted Christian businessman had embezzled Mm -hmm. a massive amount of money from my wife and I personally. Mm. Not from ministry, Mm. but from my wife and I personally. Right. They were monies that we were relying upon, believing that God had called us to leave the practice of law, leave our income, Mm -hmm. and plead his cause in the land. So the question was, now what do we do? Right. We're faced with a massive tax bill. Mm. And the gentleman said he had paid the taxes. He had oh. wired the funds. Oh. Wow. wow. Now what do we do? Yeah. And that's just one item that we've experienced over the years. But that was yeah. right in the heart of ministry, and it challenged, it tested us with regard to the very calling that God had put on our yeah. hearts. Have you yeah. ever been tested with regard to the very calling God put on you or Larry's heart in ministry? Yes, absolutely. So many different times and on so many different levels. And um, we've we've gone through something similar to that financially years ago. And, um, you know, those are the times where God proves himself and shows that he really has things in order and that he will take care of things. And, you know, we've been in the ministry for uh, about 46 years. And... Um, you know, we have learned over and over and over again, going to different nations and starting works, uh, pioneering seven different churches around the world, and um, launching a TV ministry and all these different things that, you know, we've really learned how to trust God, but also how to move forward in faith. Yeah. Because there is God's part, as you know, Chuck, and then there's our part. And I think that in, in our book, We've really tried to um, cover the basis of, like you said in the beginning, people are in a fearful state right now, and for so many different reasons, and rightfully so. And this is why we need to learn how to trust God, whether it's with a miracle of healing, a miracle of finances, miracles with our families, our marriages, our children, our Mm -hmm. grandkids, all these different areas. And so what we talk about in this book is based upon uh, two recent things that happened in our family with cancer. Mm. But it's much, much more than just about trusting God to heal you of cancer. It's about a lifestyle of learning how to press into the promises of God, how to every day walk in faith that produces the miracles that God has promised in his word. Well, you've used the word trust now several times, and uh, (laughs) I've come to the conviction that the number one thing on God's mind and heart for those who say they belong to his kingdom is, do you trust me? Yeah. If there was ever a time that our trust is going to be tested or is being tested, it's now. And I think a lot of people think that they're being tested within an inch of their life now. But the reality is, we ain't seen nothing yet. If the things that Jesus said are coming upon the earth are going to happen, we have not seen hardly a a smidgen of it yet. So it's for that reason that I believe that we really need to take seriously this matter of trusting God. And it's not just, as you said, it's not just about miracles. It's about a way of life 
where we truly do take God at his word and realize that he is God, that I am not, and we'll humble ourselves to do his will, to obey yeah. his voice, come what may. So I'm I'm thrilled that you and I were able to make this uh, connection here today, Tiz. Yeah, and I want to make too. your book available to our listeners because I believe that it's going to inspire some people, especially those that have encountered the C word, that is yeah. cancer. Because yeah. the word cancer yeah. strikes fear the moment it's voiced. So friends, That's right. the book is called Miracles of the Moment. Uh, six, excuse me, $18, we'll put it in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. And we're going to talk about some of these miracles. We're going to talk about two horrendous cancer diagnoses. Stay tuned. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Back to Viewpoint, I'm Chuck Chrismar. When you hear the word cancer, what immediately hits your mind and heart? Possibly a diagnosis that you have had. Maybe it's a continuing fear that somehow cancer runs in your family and you're next. Maybe it was a friend or a relative that had a diagnosis and it didn't go well. Today we're going to be talking about two specific instances that hopefully will provide encouragement to you amid the storm that cancer brings. Tiz Huck joining us here with her book, that is her and Larry, her husband, wrote this book together, Miracles by the Moment. And it begins with a seven-month-old baby. A seven-month-old baby. Now, how in the world are you going to have a cancer diagnosis with a seven-month-old baby? But they did, and it wasn't pretty. Tell us about it, Tiz. So we have three kids. Two of them are married, and one is not yet. But our second child, Luke, uh, he and his wife, they work for us. They're in the ministry. They're uh, great, great great kids. Uh-huh. Um, and um, they finally had their first baby. They waited uh, to get their careers launched and, and things to do. Finally had their first baby. We were all ecstatic. And about seven months into it, um, they had named the baby Lion. And about seven months into it, um, the baby got sick one night and just would not stop screaming like he was in agonizing pain. Mm-hmm. So they rushed him to the emergency room and had no idea what was going on. Basically, through a series of tests, within a couple weeks, uh, test after test, Baby Lion was diagnosed with leukemia, mm. a very rare and aggressive form of, a, of leukemia. A blood cancer. Yes. And so basically, they gave very grim statistics 
um, especially because he was so young. He had he had no immune system to fight these things uh-huh. off. He was only at seven months, don't have much of a fighting chance at all. So long story short, when this diagnosis came, I mean, the devastation, our whole family was there with the doctor who came in. He was the head of the children's oncology. Well, it's like being floor. hit with a ton of bricks, isn't it? I tell people it was like a tsunami uh-huh. hit us where you're just knocked down flat. It is so devastating. And, you know, we are people of faith. We are people that walk in faith for, like I said, 46 years, Larry and I have. Mm-hmm. And so this totally went against every fiber of our being. And to be there with our kids and see them as, as parents of a newborn, ecstatic over this baby, to be hit with this diagnosis. And as the doctor went on, they have to tell you all the statistics. They tell you all these things. The chances of baby lion even surviving were extremely low. What, about 5 10%? Basically, Uh yes, when they factor in all the variables and the unknowns and if his body could even withstand what they were going to do to him, which would put him on chemo. And basically, they said, this afternoon, we are moving you to the children's oncology floor and you will live here with him for six months as we treat him every day. So Baby Lion went from um, this beautiful, lovely newborn home to their life was in a small hospital room with baby lion connected to 12 to 20 different IVs, monitors, all of these things. Wow. And so immediately he swelled up um, from the chemo, from all of the steroids and things they have to give the baby. And here... My children, when they were pregnant, they wouldn't even, Jen wouldn't even eat a, a piece of lunch meat because of the triglycerides and all these things. <laughs> okay. They were so health conscious. And now this little baby, this love of their life is hooked up to chemicals and medicines, which we thank God for, but that could destroy his body. Right. His flesh was peeling off. I mean, the poor little guy. Well, he was being poisoned. He was. Chemotherapy is poison. So the first thing that that God gave them, the first promise, was if you eat a deadly thing, it shall not harm you. And this went straight to their soul that no matter what, this chemo was not going to destroy Baby Lion's future. And this cancer was not going to define his destiny. Mm. And so we stood on the promises of God. We we did go through with the chemo. I mean, you really don't have a choice when it's a newborn. Um, they have to. They have to do this. And so we did that. We, we did everything in the natural that we possibly could. But above and beyond that, we stood on God's promises of healing. And we had God put his to all of our natural. So we went through all this, 
And there was miracle after miracle that took place with baby lion. Things that were impossible, even with what medicine was doing, that only God could do. And if we had more time, I could tell you how great these miracles were. But, you know, sometimes people really, we all want and expect that one giant miracle will take place. Mm -hmm. And it can, and we have seen it so many times. But there are times when those miracles, that giant miracle, doesn't come in one form. It comes in the form of hundreds of smaller miracles that add up to that giant miracle. And that's what we saw with Baby Lion. He is, he's five now. He just had his fifth birthday. He is just like any other kid. He is a wild man and so <laughs> full of life. Well, you called him Lion. I mean, That's, what do you yep. expect? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we have seen those miracles by the moment, and not only just to survive, but to thrive. And we have seen God's restoration and the things that he has done, not only for Lion, but for Luke and Jen, for our entire family, yeah. and as a testimony to others that are going through maybe things in their family or with their health. But really, like I said, with anything, any challenge in life, God is greater than anything we can ever, ever face. All right. So as we look at a situation like this, what my wife and I have discovered is the you have to go through a test to have a testimony. Yeah. And so your book, your book is a testimony in fact, it's several testimonies all wrapped into yeah. one. But yeah. you have to go through a test to have a testimony. And right. the greater the test, the greater the testimony. Yeah. So uh, we're told, uh, Jesus' brother said, that we shouldn't count it strange. The Apostle Peter said we shouldn't count it strange. In fact, we should be grateful and thankful when we're put through tests and trials because we know that the trying of our faith works patience, and mm. patience, hope, and so on, and uh, we, we need that. We have to be tested. Now, uh, when you went to school, uh, Tiz, uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure, like most everybody else, you had to be tested, didn't you? Right, right. In fact, <laughs> you weren't true. thrilled with the tests, were you? I hated them. <laughs> very few, very few kids are ever thrilled with the tests. And I remember sure. even as a as a lawyer uh, going through the California bar exam, uh, the right. most difficult bar exam in the country. Uh, right. I mean, that was not a game. That was mm -hmm. not a thrilling experience. It was a mm -hmm. test. And yeah. uh, if if I had not done that, I would not have been able to practice law. Many right, of us, right. if we had not experienced certain kinds of tests and trials, we would not be able to do the next thing that God had for us. We would yeah. not be able to have a testimony or encourage and strengthen somebody else. In fact, right. I would not even be able to come on the air for 27 and a half years now and do what I do if I had not gone through so many, many, many of these yeah. trials and tests. That's right. That's right. And, you know, we all know the Scripture that we're more than conquerors through him who loves us. 
Well, obviously that means there's some things to conquer. Right. And as we move forward in life, we're establishing dominion. We're taking new ground. We're advancing to new levels. All right, but we might not business. feel like it at the moment. Uh-uh. No, we don't like that climbing part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember like I did a lot of mountain climbing of in my day uh, when I was <laughs> yes. younger, and uh, one of the right. problems that you had to face in the lower elevations of climbing some of these great peaks is you had to do what you call bushwhacking. You had to right. go through some very <laughs> dense stuff that was nasty, very right. difficult, but you'd be, if you had any any hope of climbing that peak, you're going to have to go yeah. through it. And uh, some of us are going through some bushwhacking right now in their lives. Uh, <laughs> I, I dare say it might be cancer bushwhacking. It might be financial bushwhacking, uh, spiritual bushwhacking. There are all kinds of bushwhacking out there. But uh, yeah. uh, the just shall live by faith. We don't mm-hmm. live by our feelings. We live right. by faith, don't we? Right. In every area. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And you say that faith is not denying the circumstances that we're facing, it's rising above them. So Uh, a lot of people think, oh, well, you dare not say anything that admits that you're going through a trial. Right. Because that must not be faith, uh, living by faith. No, you can't live by faith and have victory over something that you deny even exists. Exactly. I feel so strongly (laughs) about that. And that's where, um, you know, through this and, and the things that we've gone through in the last several years, that just became like one of the most important things that I could tell people is faith is not denying what you're going through or what you're dealing with, but faith is looking it straight in the face and overcoming it and rising above it through the promises of God. Mm-hmm. When you and your wife face that financial situation, you had real issues. You had real bills to pay. You had things that you had to wade through and weed through. I'm losing you. Oh, hello? Yeah, keep your phone directly to your mouth there. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but when you and your wife, as you explained, went through uh, your financial situation, you had real issues that you had to file through. And wade through. You couldn't right. just deny it or ignore it or hope it would reconcile itself. Well, not only you did we have to deal there. with it on our behalf, we had to deal with it on our congregation's behalf. Right. Because now our congregation was taking up offense on our behalf against mm-hmm. this other family, and we could right. see this was going to be extremely damaging uh, right. in the body of Christ, in our city. Uh, in our congregation, and we could not allow this to happen. So yeah. uh, this this was an opportunity for mega ministry uh, by faith. Yeah. We need to see the miracle of the work of the Holy Spirit at that moment. Now, friends, this right. book, Miracles by the Moment, I think will be of great encouragement to you. Uh, daily Steps to Entering into God's Promises, Miracles, and Unlimited Blessings, uh, $18. We'll put it in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. Call us 1 800 Save USA or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, uh, 
before we enter this uh, break that's upcoming here, Tiz, uh, you say all things work together for good, Romans 8.28, you, that you've yeah. lived by that uh, your whole life. But the, here's the problem with that. It doesn't <laughs> seem like that at the moment. It seems like all things are falling apart, and right. not for our good, but for our destruction, doesn't it? It does, and that's where, even in this situation with our kids and with uh, what Lion was going through, you know, I remember telling Luke and Jen in the hospital, I said, you know, guys, this, this doesn't make sense. I don't understand how this could happen. But one thing that we absolutely know is Romans eight twenty eight that all things will work together for the good of those and us love God and are called according to his purpose. There you go. What a what a uh, segue into the break, friends. We'll be right back with Tiz of Inamore. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a For Pastors Only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. No pain, no gain, no test, no testimony. So, we're all living in what is called a fallen world. We just live in a fallen world and we're part of it. But you and I are called according to God's purposes. If we're truly a follower of Jesus Christ, have confessed our sin and are walking in repentance daily, well, we have standing, that's a legal term, by the way, standing to come before him to present our situations, our conditions, just like the psalmist David did right there in the Psalms, and then having presented our concerns, even with tears, we resolve every issue by faith and with praise. So, our guest today, Tiz Huck, says, I'm not worrying, I'm warring. I'm not worrying, I'm warring. Now, how do you move from war, uh, worrying, Tiz, to warring? <laughs> well, that's, that's a, a, a long answer for a short you, Well, question. you're on the <laughs> battlefield now. It's time to do battle. <laughs> that's exactly right. And, you know, um, let me just tell you what, what happened after we got through this with Baby Lion. It took a few years, but we were almost a year into it. And out of nowhere, um, I got diagnosed with stage 3 ovarian cancer. Very aggressive, very advanced. And you jumped just, for joy when you got that, right? <laughs> 
all in a day's work, right? Yeah, right. No, it right. was. It, it, and again, it was like a tsunami hit us, and um, it was so fast and so aggressive. And my oncologist that we just met for the first time, and he's telling us this. He said, "This is so serious. I've cleared my calendar, and I'm prepared to do surgery on you in three days." Mm. So it was that severe. So if I had not had the surgery, he said, I probably would have only made it two or three months because Mm -hmm. it was so advanced. Wow. And this, I didn't even have a clue anything was wrong. Well, the word aggressive is pretty aggressive. When it comes to your body, you hear the word aggressive when it's tied in with the word cancer and you're thinking of doomsday. It was it was a nightmare. It was so fast and so sudden, and this wave of fear. As we sat there in this doctor's office, my husband Larry and my two daughters were with us, and as those words came at us, in my mind, this wave of fear. And you know how they say that when you're having a death, near death experience, your life flashes before you. Uh-huh. Well, I had something similar in that. In a split second, my future passed before me, but it was without me in the picture. Mm. In my mind, I saw my youngest daughter getting married. I saw our grandkids growing up, getting old, graduating, all these things, but I wasn't there. And I, the only thing that brought me back in this split second was when I heard him say, this chemo will be hard. It's going to be the, the most intense that we possibly can give you and you'll lose your hair within about a week. Well, well it'd be easier me. to lose your hair than to lose your mind though, wouldn't it? Yes. But that jolted me mm-hmm. out of this, this thing I was seeing in my mind and just hit me of the reality of this. Mm-mm. And it wasn't just losing my hair. It wasn't that I might lose my life physically, but it was losing my life as I know it. Mm-hmm. And immediately, uh, my family and I began to rise above that report, that diagnosis. And in our hearts, we rose above those images in our brain. And my daughter said, Mom, you're not a statistic. You are a child of God, and we're going to beat this. And we immediately began to rise up in faith and lay hold of God's promises. Psalms 118.17 says, I will live and And not die, die. but I will live and proclaim what the Lord has done. Mm -mm. We all know these scriptures, but this literally became life and death for me that I had to internalize and own and possess the promises of God that he is my healer, that I will live and not die, that he is Jehovah Rapha, mm-hmm. our healer. And so I began to just saturate my mind, my soul, my body with the promises of God. And those images that were in my mind as I got that diagnosis of me not in the future, I had to replace those pulling those negative thoughts into captivity, pulling those fears into uh, dominion and authority and allow my mind 
see myself healed, to see my future growing old with my family. And you had, so this is how you embraced uh, the word, the will, and the ways of the Lord and his promises. You embraced them. You You didn't just believe them abstractly. You embraced them as a reality for your life. You meditated on them. You delighted in them. And that's exactly what the psalmist said over and over again in Psalm 119. Meditate and delight. Meditate and delight. Meditate and delight. And I I think that the majority of Christians don't have a clue what that's about. I don't either. And I think that, you know, so often God's people are living so far below the promises of God because they don't know, they've never been taught, or they don't understand how to connect the dots of faith and how to move from the limitations of this natural world into God's unlimited supernatural realm Mm -hmm. of provision, of his promises, of healing, of his miracles. Well, I was particularly blessed by uh, the miracle-working God in your book as you laid forth in an entire chapter the various names of God that yeah. uh, by which he has self-identified himself yes. uh, so that we could understand with the very names he gave himself that yes. uh, this is who I am, I am who I am, and this is who I am. Now, yeah. please embrace me for who I am, and I will be your I am. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. And you know, most people as Christians, they don't even understand that God gave us names of himself. Why? Because those names tell us his nature. Too many people think that God is just a hard taskmaster. He is always out to get us. He's always condemning us. But our God loves us, and he wants to be involved with our lives. And I tell people all the time, don't just seek the miracle, but seek the miracle worker. There you go. Because when you begin to have a genuine relationship with God, when you begin to understand that he is Jehovah Rapha, my healer, he is Jehovah Jireh, my provider, all of his names that tell us how good and wonderful and that he desires to dwell with us. Those things tell us his nature, but they build our relationship of trust and intimacy with him so that we can believe. Right. We're not just trying to pluck some promise out of the sky. We are understanding and feeling his nature within us. You know, as we walked through these miracles and saw complete, complete uh, healing from lion's leukemia, complete healing from my cancer, as we saw these things, God was there with us every step of the way and so, so strong. And he is not only a miracle worker, but uh, Deuteronomy 33 tells us, as our day is, so shall our strength be. And so every single morning I would wake up in the midst of this. You know how you wake up and you think, oh, my goodness, is this still going on? (laughs) You think it's going to be over, and yet it's still there. And so I would, first thing 
before I started thinking about all my to-do list, before I started thinking about, my goodness, I'm dealing with cancer, you know, all these issues, I would tap in to the presence and the promises of God Almighty. All right, so when your family got hit with two separate major diagnoses of potentially terminal cancer, the promises of God went to a new level of reality for you. In other words, you are now challenged to a new level of faith, a new level, level of testing that was going to produce even greater strength for future ministry and living. Yes, absolutely. Right. And, you know, like, like we talked about before, we have always faced challenges and always conquered things through the power of God and always looked in expectancy that God would come through for us in every realm and every way. But this, like you said, was an entirely new level. But what we did was we reestablished what we've always done, go back to God, go back to the Word, that God is God. No matter how big the situation, whether it's little C COVID or big C cancer or Mm. the economy or the recession or the drug addictions of our youth and all these things, God is greater Listen, Tiz, if we had really believed that, we would have saved ourselves a world of hurt uh, with Mm. regard to the whole COVID situation. It was terror or fear that gripped people because they listened to false messages. They listened to false messages, which are now being admitted to have been false, but Christians, as much as non-Christians, were overwhelmed by fear. Fear right. has torment, the Bible says. Yeah, it does. And if we, if we really believe that uh, fear is, is going to be increasing dramatically, as Jesus said, this is a moment in time. We need to be trusting God as never before. But we're going to have to go through some testing in order to build that trust. I think that's really what your book ultimately is about. Uh, You can talk about miracles, but you better trust God for them. We'll be back after this, friends. Book 18 dollars on our website. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Again, we're joined here today on Viewpoint by Tiz Huck with her book, Miracles by the Moment. It's on our website, saveus.org. I think it'll be greatly encouraging to you. 
there are those who are listening to the program today whose minds and hearts are deeply troubled right now because of circumstances that have arisen in your life, whether it's cancer, regardless of what it is. And uh, you need the encouragement that's going to come from our sister in this book. $18, we'll put it in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Again, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. And make sure, by the way, you become a partner with us because without that, uh, we will not be able to continue on. God is trusting you. We're trusting you, but we're trusting God, actually, and he's trusting you to listen to his voice. If he wants you to give to this ministry, then you're going to hear that voice. And don't ignore it. It's a dangerous thing to ignore the voice of the Lord. And then what happens is that our spiritual hearing diminishes. And that's a dangerous thing, to have your spiritual hearing diminish. Again, Tiz, um, let's kind of move. What I'd like to do is in the final, say, 8 to 10 minutes of the program here today, we have about 12 minutes uh, mm-hmm. I would like for us to move into a broader area in terms of the times, the times that we're living in uh, immediately preparatory to the second coming of our Lord. But before mm-hmm. we do that, yeah. before we do that, uh, <clears throat> it, it comes to my attention that when you and your husband and your family were being tested, your congregation was also being tested. Mm, And what you did, how you responded to the test, would affect all of them. So you are not an island. John Dunn said, no man is an island. And we're not islands. How we respond to the test that God allows to come into our eyes is going to either encourage or discourage a whole lot of other people, right? That's the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that there's a responsibility there um, as an example for the Lord, not just because we're pastors or leaders, but, you know, as God's children. And, um, you know, I talk a lot in the book about how important it is to come to a place of faith in your heart that actually gives you a peace and gives you uh a validity of faith, because people are watching. But more than that, it's really for our own selves in that we're not just, uh, you know, just superficially speaking words of faith, but that that gets down on the inside, and that is contagious, and that sets an example and a tone Mm. for the rest of your family. I mean, Larry and I have always try to live that way in every circumstance, mm-hmm. um, whether we're in the pulpit or whether we're in our home. Right. We speak words of faith. We live in a real world. We have issues to deal with, whether it's financially or whether it's health. Well, wait a minute. You're, you're any... a pastor. How could you possibly have issues? <laughs> yeah. Don't you well, trust God? How come you have issues? <laughs> uh, what do they say? The bigger the levels, the bigger the devils? <laughs> yeah, right. 
The larger the calling, the greater the trust required. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we honestly try to be open about that. And, and I've had so many people say to me in the last, you know, year or two, thank you for sharing how you got through this and what you were dealing with. Mm-hmm. Because many times leaders don't share because they think, well, it's going to make me look bad or it's going to make my face look bad or how can I be a leader and uh, going through these things? But, you know, we all live in that in the same world, and we're living in times that are very tumultuous in so many ways. And so I think that as leaders and as pastors, it really, really helps our people to see, you know what? We went through some stuff, but we made it, and here's how we walked it out. Mm-hmm. And so many people have responded to that that, as they saw us not necessarily getting the miracle in one dose, but that we had to walk through some things. And it was incredibly challenging and incredibly difficult and incredibly high stakes Mm -hmm. in what we went through with Lion and then with me. And it's not over in a week. It's not over in a day. And it's not necessarily over when you think it's over after five years. And I want to bring up another aspect here. Uh, My wife and I have noticed that Mm -hmm. about every five years over the last 40 years, we have experienced a new significant test. Hmm. You you Hmm. get to the point where you you feel like you've overcome and Hmm. Everything's wonderful and everything's cool now, okay? And so you're 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 on cruise, so to speak, and everything seems to be going well. Then all of a sudden, whammo, you've got another test coming. Mm. Now, I, I wouldn't say that God necessarily has a calendar of five years uh, for Chuck and Kathy Chrismeyer. Right. <laughs> says, okay, <laughs> it's time again. Let's go for it, right. guys. <laughs> Right. <laughs> On the other hand, I think there is this sense that we fall into complacency and a, a place of drifting. God doesn't want us to fall in that. So he can, brings along yeah. another test so that we can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. What do you say? Well, you know, and we really have always believed and still believe that, you know, God did not give us cancer. God did not give lion leukemia, but those things came in whatever way or form. Like you said in the beginning, I said in the book, we live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. So there are things that affect us. We're in this world, but we're not of this world, but we live surrounded by sin, disease, uh, economic issues. We live in this world, so we have to rise above those things. So when things come against us, when things come into our lives, that's when we have the opportunity to rise up and realize that God is still on the throne and he is greater than those things. And, you know, you talked earlier about the fear. And uh, I say it like this. Fear grips us when we see and picture our future without God and his promises in it. Mm. However... When we picture our future with God and his promises in it, faith and courage rises within us. 
Now, that's not just a cute soundbite or a tricky little, you know. No, it is That's the truth. Absolutely the truth. So as we were facing this, I'm telling you, the barrage of what your future is going to be, uh, Luke and Jen lived on the oncology children's floor for six months. Well, their, their little son, uh, did, didn't he have to go through chemo for like 8,800 days? Yes. and That's two that years. Film, yeah, two years of chemo. But they were living in that room a total of six months. And so they're surrounded by families that are in various stages of chemo. They are completely surrounded. Their entire life is seeing children and babies that are at very various stages of cancer. And sometimes they didn't make it. You're hearing the families crying in the hallway. Mm. You're seeing all yeah. of this in life. Babies, you know, I mean, they don't all survive. Right. And so they're surrounded by this. So how in the world can they keep the victory and keep in a place of faith themselves when surrounded and seeing all of this? you got to be in the Word every day. You've got to be in the Word every day and embrace it for yourself, meditating on it day and night. You say in your book that the the Bible is good news for bad times. Mm -hmm. I would call it good news for troubled times, good news for terrifying times. And Jesus told us very explicitly in Matthew chapter 24, his Olivet Discourse, and then again, uh, a repetition of that in Luke chapter 17 and so on. He tells us what it's going to be like immediately before his second coming. And he says, you're going to be tested beyond measure. You're going to be persecuted in such a way that you would not even believe it. You won't even believe it. And this is the kind of testing that is coming. And it seems to me that we owe it to professing Christians not to present a Pollyanna gospel to them. Mm-hmm. But it has to be a hardcore gospel. Yes, God loves us, but there is going to be a judgment as well. Yeah, And we need absolutely. to prepare God's people. So one of the things that we do almost every day here on this program is end up by saying we're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. And Mm, I think what you're talking about here is not just for uh, people that are involved with cancer or or something like that, but it's for all of us to realize, hey, these times are going to become more and more and more intense. It's time to get ready to toughen up, to truly trust God and to walk by faith and not by sight. Give us some, some closing statements. Absolutely. And, and, and God is absolutely there to equip us, to fill us, to strengthen us, to give us courage, and to give us the abilities to walk these things out. What I love, when people talk about the anointing and they talk about the power of God, what I love is that that comes on the inside of us. God will equip us. The Holy Spirit will fill us and equip us to do more than we ever could on our own and to accomplish and be more than we ever could on our own strength. And so as we walk these things out, it wasn't just pumping ourselves up, putting on a happy face. Mm -hmm. It was the power of God literally infilling us 
and equipping us to walk this out while his miracles took place for us. Whether we're facing a challenge of our health or our finances or in our families, God will be there in the reality of our lives, in our hearts, and in the circumstances. If we're in issues with our family, God is going after them. God is helping them to come back Mm. and get lined up with him. And those are things that we actually can trust him to do. Well, many of us are being tested along those lines, and there are a lot of people listening (laughs) right now that say, Amen, sister. Uh, I'm just seriously concerned about my son, my daughter, my grandkids, and so on. Uh, Lord, go after them. Bring them in. Put a rope around their neck, whatever you got to do. Lasso them down. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Liz, you're a blessing, my friend. Uh, Thank you, Chuck. You better, you better give your me. husband a hug after the program here, saying this you know, this guy was pretty tough on me, but uh, <laughs> I, I need some compassion here. All right. The book, friends, Miracles by the Moment, Daily Steps to Entering into God's Promises, Miracles, and Unlimited Blessings. $18 is going to put this uh, encouraging uh, book in your hands. It's a faith-building book. Uh, Tiz writes right there in the book that this is one of the main reasons why they've told this story, uh, this series of stories about their life to encourage and to build faith for such a time as this. Remember, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. We're being told that we live by our feelings. No, that's a false gospel. The just shall live by faith. Trust in the Lord, my friend, with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. He will. He will direct your path. Again, thanks for joining us. Get a copy of the book, uh, Miracles of the Moment, on by the moment, on the website, saveus.org. Uh, become a partner with us. Uh, you know, when you're partnering with us, you're also partnering with God. God has placed dominion to human with to humankind on this planet. And so he's trusting us to do his will, to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour. Join with us. Thanks so much for joining us. Become a partner again. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.